This is Beyond the Bell Tower, where an elite group of North Carolina State University students give us a behind-the-scenes look at their steps to success and show us how they attain even their lofty goals. These students, who are in the top 10% of the country, are active in student support services at NC State, a nationally recognized program designed to provide support for low-income, first-generation college students. Nationally, this population has an 11% graduation rate within six years. The student support services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. They have earned PhDs in Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success. I'm Caitlin Sosby, and this is Beyond the Bell Tower, a podcast for TRIO students by TRIO students. Now I'm here today with Ruby Shaw. Do you want to introduce yourself, Ruby? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Ruby Shaw. I go by she, her, hers, and they, theirs pronouns. I'm currently a microbiology major with a minor in the Japanese language and third year at NC State. Awesome. So, Ruby, you're a first-generation student. How did your family take you going to NC State? Yeah, they really, they were pretty proud of me of going to NC State, considering that none of my family members do have a degree yet. They were just mostly glad I was able to go to college. Mm -hmm. It's not like a huge thing of going to like a really big university. I'm honestly just glad I got to NC State because I really love it here. What made you choose NC State as the college you wanted to go to? It had a really good mix of what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something in science, at least something really STEM-based. So out of all the big three colleges in North Carolina, NC State had the best program for that. So it really offered a great educational opportunity for me. What started your love for science? When I was in uh, around fifth grade, fourth grade, I uh, my mom owns a preschool and they had this science like camp program come in and I was able to do it for free. And honestly, that was like the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. And then as I started to continue uh, to take science classes, I've noticed like, oh, this is like my favorite class to take in school. So I decided to pursue a degree in some sort of science field in college. And I still love it to this day. That's amazing. So as a first-generation student, what is something that you think is harder because of being first-generation? I don't really have any sort of like college experience to go off of. I didn't have any like secrets or tips to uh, like on how to navigate college. So when it came to starting college, everybody in my family, including myself, were like, I don't know how to college. College is difficult, but Now that I'm a third year, I've started to pick up those tips and tricks and thanks to all my friends and advisors and professors around me, I was able to be successful. Yeah, I definitely understand that, especially when we go to like orientations and like the tours for NC State, a lot of the students are asking questions that I wouldn't even think about as a first generation, like about Greek life and stuff about dorms that you just don't think about when you're starting out. Yeah, definitely. When that orientation happened, 
it seemed like my parents were more stressed than I was during that time. <laughs> I understand that. My mom was texting me when they separated the students and um, the parents, and they were very nervous. Like, she was very nervous because she was like, everyone's talking and I don't have anything to relate to. So what high school did you go to, Ruby? Was it? Uh, I went to Green Hope High School in Cary, North Carolina, about 20 minutes away from NC State. Is it a big high school? It's definitely a pr pretty big high school. I think they've gotten smaller since I left, since mm -hmm. they added a new high school in our area. But at least when I was there, I think it was upwards of like 2,000 students maybe attending, maybe more. I don't remember the exact number, but definitely like pretty high within the thousands. Yeah, that's definitely a big number. With that, were your counselors very helpful with figuring out how to apply to college? Uh, yeah, they were very helpful. I got a lot of input from my counselor there and they had some people come in from other colleges and I attended those events where they talked about the colleges and my, uh, my teachers were really, really helpful as well in navigating college. I had a couple of teachers who helped me with my college essay, and I made some really good connections with some of my teachers as well, so they wrote me some really good recommendations. That's awesome. So speaking of kind of navigating camp, like navigating college, what about navigating the campus life? How did you go about traveling the campus with your first year? So I was part of the Wise Village, the Women in Science and Engineering Village. And with the help of my mentor there and the programs they offered, like walking around campus or like navigating campus right before our classes, that really helped. And as I started to get, the, get to know the campus a little bit more, it's just through experience. I know uh, I started to understand like, Oh, how to get to this class faster instead of walking 30 minutes to a building when you can actually just take 10 minutes. Yeah, it's definitely easier once you know things like the bus schedule and all the little shortcuts around campus. <laughs> so you lived on campus your first year. Um, what about your sophomore? And obviously you're a junior now, so your junior year is definitely off campus right now, but what about sophomore year? I also lived on campus sophomore year. I was I became a Wise Village mentor during my sophomore year. So I stayed in Lee for a second semester or second, first and second semester, at least the first chunk of second semester until <laughs> everyone got moved back off, off campus. Yeah, with COVID-19, everyone was moving around um, around spring break, I believe, is when we did that. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. So how did having a mentor with a WISE program help you out? It definitely made campus seem a lot less ginormous since we do have like 36,000 people on campus and made, uh, made me find my niche in community with, so I got to connect with other women in STEM and I thought that was really awesome. So, and I made a lot of cool friends along the way and my mentor really helped like oh, this, I would recommend this tutoring and I would recommend you go to these programs because they did have some people from like, like I think they had someone from like the undergraduate resource office come in or at least some offices around campus to uh, tell us what opportunities are at state. 
That's really good. So speaking of the Wise Mentor, how is that different from the program TRIO has? TRIO has the Peer Mentor Program, where we focus on using Clifton Strengths to help students find what they're good at and help them succeed during their first their first year at NC State. The main difference is it's more like niche. We don't really, as a wise mentor, we don't really use the Clifton strengths. It's more helping the students get used to campus and settled in. If they feel homesick, we help them. If they're having like issues with classes, we more of direct them towards the correct resources so they can be successful. Let's talk a bit more about you in the peer mentor program. Do you want to say who your peer mentor was and a little bit about your experience with that? Yeah, so I, uh, my peer mentor was Quayla. She was really awesome. She helped me get used to campus as well and uh, understand also the little tips and tricks on getting used to campus and for the Clifton strengths, it really helped me understand how I can use those strengths and apply them to my job. And I can I also understand that those strengths don't really define what career you can do, but it's more on how you handle that career. Do you remember what your strengths were from the Clifton Strengths test? I think so. Includer, mm-hmm. positivity, woo. Input, there was one, restorative, that was, that was my five. Okay. Um, do you remember what those mean? Because I, I know with positivity and input, but if you could explain them a bit more, if you're able to, that would be amazing. Definitely. So includer, I think is more of like that ability to like be, uh, include uh, diversity in, in your just like, in general when you're working in a group or just like your friend group and trying to make sure everyone has like a say and stuff like that. Restorative, it's kind of counterproductive to the includer, but restorative is basically like you work best alone and you feel a lot more um, productive and you feel like you're doing a lot more when you're alone. Input is that ability to pick and choose information and yeah, mostly pick and choose the informa- uh, information like from a boatload of information, which is really helpful when you're in science because there's always a ton of information you have to go through. Uh, positivity is basically like enthusiasm, being able to not only be enthusiastic in tough situations, but being able to have that contagious enthusiasm. Woo is basically pretty similar, is that basically having that uh, contagious enthusiasm and the energy to keep going. So a lot of just staying positive and keeping yourself motivated, kind of. Yeah. So how did you hear about the peer mentor program with TRIO? I don't exactly remember, but I think it was through an email. I'm like, oh, this sounds really interesting since I don't know that much about campus yet. So I decided to join the program so I can learn more about not only TRIO, but NC State itself. Mm Mm-hmm. How did your first meeting go with Quayla? Um, It went really well. I don't remember exactly what we did, but I know we connected really well and she really helped me start navigating campus and TRIO. Mm-hmm. So I know, I do remember we connected really well and 
we I still hung out with her after the peer mentor program. So since you guys did hang out, is there any events that you attended together during your time as a mentee with her? I do clearly remember like the end of semester, like musicals we went to, like we would have like a dinner and a musical. I remember that we went to the Elf musical and I think also Aladdin with a bunch of other trio members. And I thought that was really fun. It was really awesome. Do you remember any of the events the peer mentors hosted during that time? I think the only one I clearly remember is aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. I remember doing aromatherapy or is it some type of like calming event. And I thought that was really awesome. Yeah, those events are always really nice to have. What would you like to see more in the peer mentor program going forward? Um, I think, I mean, of course, with the situation we're in right now, it's kind of difficult to do everything that everybody would want to do. But I was thinking maybe, I guess, more of like ways to connect with other peer mentors and other peer mentees. Mm -hmm. That way you can get a more diverse look on TRIO and like what people think of NC State or how to get around NC State because personally I love Quayla but she was an English major and as a science major it would be pretty difficult to like try to understand uh, what like how to be a good scientist or science major at NC State but I got that also from being a wise mentee at the same time so I did get some of that. I completely understand that. I'm a communications major myself, and both of my mentees were in the engineering program or in the sciences. So it definitely was an interesting start to understanding them. How do you think that the TRIO mentor program could make the, the changes and implement more of helping students in the sciences? I guess... So if possible, the, I know the uh, TRIO mentors run programs and if any TRIO mentor can run a program based on like helping science students navigate how to study or if you're worried about academics and grades because science is hard and grades can really tank if you're not careful. So I guess more of those kinds of programs, basically how to navigate science and stuff. I mean, anybody can take those classes considering that there is a GEP in like natural sciences and uh, mathematics, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking those right now. And it definitely is an interesting time when you're not of those majors. So I can imagine what it's like to take more than just the um, general classes. So that's amazing that you're able to do it. So going off that, you're a Sombers neurochemistry research volunteer. So how does that go with your major and how did you hear about this opportunity? So being a research volunteer, I'm basically a part of a research lab and I help them with various research projects. I mostly sought out this opportunity by emailing a bunch of professors and I got an email back from Dr. Sombers asking if she want a like asking if like, do you want to set up a time to meet with me and we can talk about um, you becoming a volunteer of the lab? And I'm like, yes, definitely. Cause at least when I was looking for research, I was thinking this could not only be like a great 
wait or add to my resume or, but I also thought this could be a great look into other career opportunities. And I ended up changing from mostly pre-med to wanting to go to graduate school because I thought this, I thought research would be better for me than medical school. Okay, that's really cool. How is TRIO helping you with your um, goal to get into grad school? TRIO offers a ton of really cool graduate prep opportunities. As you get into a junior, senior year, you're able to attend either in-person or virtual uh, graduate prep meetings, especially in this time, they're mostly virtual. Mm -hmm. And once things get back to normal, you get to visit the actual grad school and try to get used to the campus. And I think personally, that's super, super important. And I don't really get that sort of opportunity uh, from any other program. Is there specific programs that you would like to talk about that you've attended? I guess mostly uh, I've met with my advisor, my trio advisor, and they were really, really helpful in helping me navigate grad school because just as I'm a first generation college student, I'm also a first generation graduate school student or will be. So I also don't know how to get into grad school. I have no idea how any of that works. So the programs, the grad school prep programs were really helpful. And who is your um, trio advisor? Uh, I think it's uh, Trisha Jackson at the moment. Yeah, she's really good with the grad school program um, information. So she's definitely a good resource to use for that for any TRIO student. How are you planning on getting into grad school? What is your kind of goals and your plan for that? So my plans to get into grad school, I've already got one down, uh, do some research. Because since I want to do go to grad school research, even if you're not a STEM major, whether it be history, English, social sciences, et cetera. Social science is technically part of STEM. Uh, but there's always, you're always gonna do some type of research in grad school. So if you don't do research before you get into grad school, you don't really know how grad school is going to be like. It's basically like saying, I want to work in a lab, but I also have never worked in a lab before. So I don't know how it's gonna be like. Mm -hmm. So first step, pretty much done, get to do some research, get some research experience. Second step is looking into labs. Unlike college, there could be multiple labs in a university. So you can't just look at the university itself. You've got to look into labs and what research areas they have and to see if you're interested in something like, say, at least I want to get my PhD in microbiology. It doesn't want to be food microbiology or medical microbiology or microbiology and biotechnology. There's just so many research areas and labs you can get in. You've definitely got to do a lot more research into those labs. And the next step is reaching out to those labs. When you apply, you um, have to keep in mind that the labs not might be might not be accepting uh, graduate students right now. They, they might have a, a full load on their hands or they just uh, already don't have the funding for any more uh, graduate students. So by reaching out to the lab first, you not only get to know if they're accepting grad students, but they also start to know that you're uh, really interested and productive or productive, proactive, that's the word, proactive in wanting to join their lab. 
And I guess the last step is actually filling out the application, taking the GRE. That's less, uh, not many grad student, grad schools are, are using GRE anymore, but even if one grad school you want to apply to is, you still have to take it. And basically that's about it. First, research experience. Second, researching labs. Third, reaching out to those labs. And then fourth is filling out the application, going to interviews and taking the GRE. Is there any grad schools you have in mind now or are you just kind of looking broadly at this point? Uh, currently, I'm definitely thinking about NC State's grad school. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe UNC Chapel Hills and Dukes. I know those, of course, I wanna most likely stay in the state because this is where I feel the most comfortable. So um, those are the big three that I'm looking into. I also looked into what grad schools have some pretty good microbiology programs, but I'm also looking um, out of the country, maybe in Canada, New Zealand possibly, UK is also a good option. Mm -hmm. So those like are just, a few, but I definitely would feel more comfortable if I stayed within the state because I know the area really well. I completely understand that. I, I'm from Durham myself, and that's kind of why I chose NC State is I wanted to be someplace close by that I was already comfortable with. Do you remember any goals that you had for yourself when you first came to NC State? I guess one of the big goals I had when I came to state was do well in my classes. I can't say I've completely reached that part, but I'm definitely not failing all my classes. So at least that's something good. I guess another goal I had was at least get some, like some knowledge in like what I wanted to do in the future. Of course, my career choices have changed and I've gotten more into research. I didn't really know much about research until I actually joined the Summers Neurochemistry Lab. And as I started to get into it and do more of that like really intense research, I started to love it more and more. So my options and choices have changed. So I guess when I, one of the big goals for myself was like, also keep a pretty open mind that yes, medical school is a choice, but that's also extremely difficult. And I'm not, I haven't ever really been a test person and there's a lot of tests in medical school. So I'm like, I don't know, but I don't know about that. <laughs> I understand that. With a transition from medical school to more research-based, how did your mentors help you through that process? Um, they helped me through the process by like less changing to like opportunities, like uh, recommend me opportunities that are less medical school-based to more research-based. So instead of like getting volunteering opportunities at, at various hospitals or getting jobs at, uh, at hospitals. I got more into like learning about what research experiences I could get or if I could get funding for any projects I'm doing or uh, programs that help students uh, get into grad school. So I know you said that you had, along with your peer mentor, a wise mentor. How did those mentors help you with your previous position as a wise mentor? My mentors have helped me become a better mentor, more of like a better way to connect with my mentees, because my men mentors, Trio and Wise, uh, did a really good job of connecting and helping their mentees. And 
That's why I wanted to become a wise mentor in the first place, or at least a mentor in general. I wanted to help students get uh, more accustomed to campus and understanding like what opportunities are there or how to find their friend group since how large it, the campus is. And I really appreciated my mentors giving me that opportunity to like figure out how to get better involved in campus and at least navigate it without getting lost since I am a first generation college student. So I really appreciate that. And I implemented that into my experience as a wise mentor. How did your mentors best connect with you? They best connected with me by like understanding what my goals were and how I wanted to uh, experience campus and navigate campus. Cause as a, cause a big, pretty big part of my identity is a first generation college student. So I might not know those tips and tricks that most students do know, like, oh, you don't have to buy all the textbooks or, oh, you can go to tutoring and stuff like that, or you can go to office hours. So they really helped me like uh, understand the importance of like tutoring on office hours and how to navigate campus and all the really cool programs that both WISE and TRIO offer. Was there any way your mentors could have connected with you better? Any places you struggled with? Um, I guess in terms of uh, trying to, it's just like the class differences because one of my mentors was an English major. So that was a little difficult, but my other mentor was a chemical engineering major. Mm-hmm. So that was still pretty difficult because as I switched from micro, from chemistry to microbiology in my like first semester sophomore year. So that switch made it kind of difficult to like navigate microbiology a little bit better since it was so different from English and chemical engineering and all that uh, advice that they gave me. It was kind of difficult to apply some of it, but I ended up figuring it out and they really helped me like, cause microbiology is still a really hard major. Yeah. They still gave me that uh, advice of going to tutoring and office hours still really helped. Is there any advice you can give students who decide to do such a major transition? Some advice I would give is like maybe take a class or two that is somewhat related to the major that you're interested in switching to. At least for me, I switched to microbiology because I really enjoyed the biology classes they had on campus. But I also, I would also recommend talking to people in that major. I talked to a ton of, I have a ton of friends that are in the microbiology major too. And at least from what I heard from them, it was really fun and awesome. And with what they told me, it sounded like I would be really interested in microbiology too. So I switched and I am going to stick with it because it's really <laughs> awesome. I understand that. I was undecided when I got here and I had a couple options, but once I definitely switched over to communications, I knew that I wasn't going to change my mind just because it was it was time to like stick with it you know do you remember anything that you really struggled with during your first year at nc state something that i really struggled with and i guess i could also say i struggle with now is time management Mm -hmm. with all the opportunities that are given to me at nc state and 
the difficulty of my classes, I had issues like balancing both what opportunities I had with my course load. So as the time went on, I started to figure out, oh, I don't need to do these really long, like rewrite all my notes because at least for me now, biochemistry has like 21 lectures per exam and that's a lot. So it wouldn't be very productive to rewrite all the lectures. <laughs> I mean, especially with taking those classes online, how do you advise people to um, work on those things online and to do well in your major? I would definitely utilize like a planner or a calendar of some sort and organize your schedule in a way where you not only have time for studying, but you also have time to take care of yourself. If you don't have a good physical, mental, mental and emotional health, there's no way you can do well in class. So even though classes are super important, I always would recommend take care of yourself first. Make sure you're in that good mindset before you start taking or studying for that extremely hard chem class or biology class. And how do you suggest mentors and mentees can, can connect better online? I would try to utilize those really awesome like games they have. I know personally one of one game that I've been playing, I tried to at least play a little bit is Among Us. And honestly, I have a blast when I play that with my friends. And there's also Jackbox. There's um, some of those online online games. I don't exactly remember what they are, but at least like try to maybe play a couple games with your friend or if you're not into gaming, maybe set up a Netflix party with your friends or have a little Zoom call and just like talk to each other for a couple hours, see where everyone's at. And definitely, at least if you're taking a lot a really heavy class load, try to um, study, like make a study group or study over Zoom with other people so you're not alone staring at your computer studying for a test. How do you suggest, especially for first year students, finding those faculty members online? Because I know you mentioned earlier about speaking with faculty and speaking with people in your major. So how do you suggest for students to find those resources now? Definitely study groups. You can definitely set up study groups with, um, with your fellow students. Like if you go into Moodle and click on participants for your classes, you can see a whole list of participants and it says, it usually says the participants email. So if you wanna reach out to them, you can totally do that. So definitely making a study group with your friends or maybe just reaching out to someone new would help. And connecting with faculty online, uh, professors always have office hours. And within this time, I would definitely, they definitely offer office hours online. So if you go to office hours, you can always just ask the faculty questions or they always have appointments open. So if you have questions or concerns or maybe you're interested in opportunities that are not related to the class, you can always just uh, set up an appointment with them and get to know more about what opportunities they have. Like maybe they ha are a PI in a research lab, like have a research lab or are working with other first years to get used to campus. What is your advice for first year, first generation students, especially now that they're coming in and they've only had like 
a couple weeks on campus before they were forced off? Um, I would say don't beat yourself up if you don't do well in classes or are having trouble connecting with people. This is definitely a very different time with not being on, uh, on campus. It might be a little harder. It, it's probably a lot harder to connect with students, other first generation students. And even if you're like a little shy, that's totally okay. Everyone goes at their certain at a certain pace and there's nothing wrong with that. I would, if possible, recommend to, to take advantage of those uh, TRIO programs that, you're, that they offer. If you're part of TRIO or take advantage of the programs that maybe the wellness uh, center offers or maybe just the university in general. I know, I think uh, NC State has a calendar of like events or something. So certain organizations have uh, calendars of events they do. I know the Get Involved page has all those really cool clubs. And if you're interested in one of the clubs listed, I would email whoever the president is. So for those shy and awkward students, how do you, how can they make the best of those things like the office hours and those programs that we were talking about? You could, at least for office hours, you can uh, maybe figure out what questions you want to ask ahead of time or go with a friend. Going with a friend with any of those programs or going to office hours with a friend definitely makes it a lot less intense because you have someone you know there and it feels, it feels less um, scary and awkward. So if you can go with a friend or have uh, questions prepared ahead of time, that can definitely help with making the best of those. Maybe even just um, another student as well that's in the class, just asking yeah. them along with. What was something that you were the most nervous about when you first came to NC State? Is like trying to figure out how to get opportunities because at least as a first generation college student, I'm not like uh, a lot of people who are uh, have like parents who came to campus have a lot more opportunities than I do. At least that's what I usually think. But so definitely like trying to find opportunities or at least trying to, I didn't really, I wasn't too worried about finding my people because I'm a very extroverted person and I love talking to like basically anybody. That was definitely like finding opportunities was definitely like a thing because I don't have any, when I came to NC State, I didn't really have any experience in anything, sort of like medicine or research based. I mostly just had like AP classes and that's about it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, definitely the opportunities part was, I was most worried about that. How do you suggest first generation students are able to connect with each other? Because I know that that is something that I definitely didn't take advantage of as a first year, but. Yeah, that is a pretty, huh. I didn't really completely take advantage of that either, but definitely like taking advantage of like trio programs and amazingly like the events they offer, that's a really good way to get connected with other first-generation college students. And I guess maybe asking people if they're first-gen, I mean, that might be kind of strange, but I guess if you just like slip it into conversation, like, hey, I'm first generation college student. It's like, oh, another person's like, oh, me too. I'm like, hey. So I guess if you want to slip it into conversation, but 
definitely I feel like taking advantage of those trio events that are offered are probably one of the best ways to get connected with other first generation college students. I do clearly remember doing service Raleigh. I definitely remember doing something like that. I think we went to a thrift. I think we went to a thrift store and helped with like organizing clothes and stuff. That I clearly remember. Do you want to talk about your experience with Service Raleigh? Yeah, definitely. I think Service Raleigh was a really, really great um, opportunity to be able to volunteer and just help out the community. It's just like a nice way to like understand um, there are other parts of the community that you might not know of and learn more about different perspectives. Like at least thrift stores exist because either maybe you're like want to get clothes cheap or you have to get clothes cheap. So it was a really nice way to provide to the community of people who either like to shop at thrift stores or have to shop at thrift stores. So I think Service Raleigh was a really great way to give back to the community that I love a lot and help those who uh, need it. Is there anything else you would like Trio or any or anyone listening to know before we end? I know these are really difficult and awkward times and even if like even if we were on campus being a first generation student can be pretty difficult but don't be afraid to reach out to your faculty they're not gonna eat your face I promise they're really really nice feel like feel free to get connected with your advisor my advisor is really awesome in the microbiology program I really love uh, I really love how she's helped me with trying to get around the microbiology major and it's been really helpful to get get used to the microbiology major and my mentors feel connect with your mentors they're a great resource and they're the reason why I have not flunked out of college partially like they're partially my advisors and all my uh, mentors are a pretty big part of the reason why I've not (laughs) flunked off uh, out of college and not sucked at all the science classes I'm in. I was just wondering how you've dealt with living at home, Ruby, with your family. Personally, I've just tried to more work around my family schedule because we just got a dog and he is very fun and likes to bark at random times and be taken out on a specific schedule. So I try to work around the dog schedule and work around my family's schedule. Like, I don't stay up till 3 a.m. doing homework and being loud because my family likes to go to bed around 10, 30, 11-ish. And I've learned to, like, my, I know my family is very nice and make sure they're not, like, being obnoxiously loud when I'm in class or I'm taking a test. So that's, I'm pretty lucky in that part where my parents, my family respect that I have classes and tests and stuff. And I also, it's more of like a, ever since I've got, so I start living back home, it's less of a balance between classes and opportunities I have on campus. Now it's more of a balance between college and home life. So home life as in like chores and taking care of like making food maybe if I have to, or taking care of the dog or doing laundry and stuff. And then balancing college, which is all those opportunities and classes that I'm taking at the same time. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was nice to see you. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad to see faces and not molecules. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand that. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I got to see faces. It makes me so happy. It's I understand extrovertedness. <laughs>